the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show on this Friday Eve. I'm starting to get into a little bit better spirits. I don't know why, because as we said at the beginning of the show, it's a dark day in America with the indictment of a former president tonight. But we've got to continue to move on and discuss the other issues of the day because it's like a shock and awe onslaught on the American people and on our republic in order to transform this nation into their communist utopia. One of the ways that we know that they're doing it, and in line with the FBI and the DOJ tyranny, is to target American citizens and label them as domestic terrorists and hate groups. And and oftentimes the federal government cites a group called the Southern Poverty Law Center as being the group to uh, determine and to categorize American citizens and groups as being the worst of the worst. Uh, Southern Poverty Law Center uh, has branded, of course, we can see the Ku Klux Klan would be branded as a hate group, right? But now, guess who's being branded as a hate group? It's Parental Rights Group. According to the Southern Poverty Law Center, quote, schools especially have been on the receiving end of ramped up and coordinated hard right attacks frequently through the guise of parents' rights groups. Year in hate and extreme, their year in hate and, and extremism uh, report claims. They go on to say these groups were in part spurred by the right wing backlash to COVID-19 public safety measures in schools. Um, but they have grown into an anti-student inclusion movement that targets an inclusive curriculum that contains discussions of race, discrimination and LBGTQ identities. Of course, they don't talk about uh, the uh, sexualized pornographic material being taught in schools. They don't talk about the fact that, uh, that in the case of Loudoun County, where, which really sparked uh, the revolution of, of parents had to do with, you know, b- biological males saying, Hey, you know, I identify as a girl so that they can get into the locker rooms and girls have been raped. Uh, joining me now to discuss this issue is a mom. In fact, it's Sandy Tarosian. She's president of California Parents Involved in Education and a state chapter of the United States Parents Involved in Education. It's USPIE.org, and she's here to discuss. Hi, Sandy. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you so much for um, having me today or tonight. I appreciate it. Of course. So, um, you know, the left are masters at word games. They're masters of pitting, uh, causing division, pitting Americans against each other while claiming to be the party of tolerance when really mm-hmm. the, there is no tolerance on the part of the left. You either tow their line, you either go along with their agenda or they're going to persecute you. And that's what's happening to parents right now, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. All across the nation. 
the minute a parent voices their opinion or asks to see a specific curriculum, they are marked. They have a mark on them. Um, it's, it's really been devastating, but I'm happy to say that parents aren't stopping. What's mm-hmm. happening isn't deterring them from standing up for their children, and it's been a long time coming. Well, yeah, it has been. You know, I, on every Friday, and I have for many years now, I've been doing uh, education segments to raise awareness to the country as to what's happening mm-hmm. in our schools. And even now, five years later, I will have parent. I will have, like a friend of mine, I won't out her here on the show, but she said to me a couple weeks ago, that can't be happening here in Louisiana. And I'm like, girl, it's happening in BR. It's happening in Baton Rouge. It's happening all over this country. We're starting to take ground back because of parental involvement. And that's why they've got to shut parents down. And that's why I wanted to have you on tonight, because in addition of continuing to raise awareness by sharing with, with people what's happening in the schools and the curriculum that's still shocking, I, you know, I, I also, we also give good news of success that parents have had. And I wanted to actually speak to someone who's involved as, uh, with the parents as part of this grassroots, grassroots movement. And thank you and others for being willing to do this because you're putting targets on your backs. Oh. Definitely, definitely. Um, I'm kind of like you, though. I, I really didn't start into really digging into education until about 2012. And um, I was working in government schools then. And then in 2016, I thought, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. I've got to quit my job. And I have got to start informing parents about what is going on. And you think they get it and you think they're going to do something about it and then they don't. And I'm thinking, what did they miss? What mm-hmm. didn't they understand about what's happening in our education system? The, the whole goal is to dumb down and indoctrinate our children. Well, it is to, to transform them into little socialist soldiers for the state. That's how it started. Now it's about literally destroying children's lives, the mutilation of children behind mm-hmm. parents' backs. You know, this is communism at its worst. This is we have the Biden administration and Joe Biden himself saying there is no such thing as it being your child. They're oh. everybody's children. And that's, that's exactly what, what they believe. Exactly. And you have to understand, they aren't everybody's children. God gave us our children. We are their first teachers, and we know what is best. Well, and and you have the right... You not only do you know what's what's best for your child, but you have the right to instill in your child whatever belief system you want to instill. They're supposed to be going to school to learn the three R's, not to have the school replace the parents in terms of teaching morals and ethics. And I mean, you know, I guess you could say there's a place for that if you want to talk about the ethics of our free market system versus communism and American right. exceptionalism. Um, but, you know, the same people that are saying there's got to be separation of church and state and you can't have Christmas on a calendar are also the same people saying, parents, you don't have any say so here as we're teaching children atheism, or we're actually putting Muslim foot washing stations in a school. We haven't talked about that in a while. But, well, how but about the litter I, boxes? Oh, oh God, yeah. 
I mean, how, how insane are we that we've got litter boxes happening in our school? We've got schools going behind parents' backs and setting up clothing, uh, you know, um, dressing rooms for kids and hiding this identity stuff and this trans stuff from parents. And it does yes. not. And, 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 and look, let me, let me be clear, Sandy. I actually was that kid. I've told this story many times. I, as a kid, thought a mistake had been made and that I was a boy trapped in a girl's body. And I am mm-hmm. so grateful that I was brought up at a time in which my parents were given full rights over me and my parents, two Marines, had the wisdom to ignore me. And Mm -hmm. sure enough, once I went through puberty, my hormones caught up with biology and, you know, I'm the fabulous woman you're getting to know tonight. And so they're interceding and recruiting these young children so that they can mutilate them behind parents' backs. And then, and, and it's not only in the schools, we've got to advance the conversation because there's legislation now happening across the country in states to try to stop parents from interceding. Oh yeah, we don't have a right. You can't even get your child's medical records if they're 12 and older. You no longer have access to their medical records. Wow. Yeah. And then it, yeah. There's there's one of the scenarios I want to point out. So we can keep stuff from parents, but what would happen? What would parents do if teachers were leading children to Christ in school and baptizing them? Without parental consent. <laughs> right? Yeah. Imagine the women of the view, if any of them were still young enough to, you know, to have children. Imagine, imagine Whoopi Goldberg finding out her school teacher of one of her kids had baptized the kid and brought him into Christ. It, it, exactly. But what mm-hmm. is the difference? Parents have a right to know everything. Parents have a right to know that they, you, they've taken your daughter to have an abortion after she gets to school and then she's back in her seat before the bell rings. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it, 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 we've, we, we trust, we've, uh, too many Americans have trusted this government. It's time for Americans to wake up and realize there's not an institution right now in this country that should be trusted. And I know that no. you came on to talk about parents' rights, but really <laughs> it's, it, it's all tied to it because the FBI changed their counterterrorism uh, department it, with the FBI and the Department of Justice uh, it, it, to weaponize it against parents. And there have been parents all over this country that have been dragged by the FBI and the DOJ. There was a woman who had the FBI show up at her door and she was gone and her mother was there babysitting her children. And they were there because they needed, they wanted to speak to this woman who happened to be a part of a pro-life group. So, you know, we are targets as American oh. citizens. If we stand on the side of traditional America, if we stand on the side of children, if we stand on the side of parental rights, if we stand on the right of First Amendment rights and, and anything related to our Judeo-Christian principles and values, we are all being targeted. Tonight, Donald Trump was indicted and I'm trying to get people to understand that this is not about Donald Trump. This is about the transformation of America from a constitutional republic to a communist state. And this should be considered a dark day for most Americans. And don't think that because it's Donald Trump and you don't like him, that it can't happen to you because moms right now and parental groups and all parents are being targeted by our government as well. Well, final uh, thoughts, Sandy. Uh, final thoughts, Sandy Tarosian. Uh, final thoughts. Um, parents need to wake up. Parents need to be attending board meetings. They they need to demand to see curriculum. Um, many many parents are pulling them cho- their children out of government schools, but for those still left in government schools, we have got to stand up 
to what's happening. One of my favorite quotes is from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He says, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak and not to act is to act. If we don't do that now, we will lose our republic. Perfect way to end this segment. God bless you. Thank you for the work you're doing to try to thank you. Try to save this country. Appreciate it. If I have a second, I just want to encourage people to go to our website, mm-hmm. usbie.org. We have an amazing film called Truth and Lies in American Education. Great. Thank so, you for sharing that. I forgot to ask. It's been a long day. Thank no, you so hey. much, Sandy. I appreciate it. We'll have you back soon. Thanks again. All right, guys, stay tuned, because when we come back, we're going to play you some clips from Mike Pence last night on the CNN Town Hall. You guys need to hear where this Republican Party is at. Stay tuned. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. So I've been waiting a long time for DeSantis to say something about the weaponization of this country and what's happening against Donald Trump. And here's what he had to say. This is happening in his state as governor, by the way, this ridiculous abuse of power by the Department of Justice in his state. Here's what he had to say. The weaponization of federal law enforcement represents a mortal threat to a free society. We have for years witnessed an uneven application of the law, depending upon political affiliation. Why so zealous in pursuing Trump yet so passive about Hillary or Hunter? The DeSantis administration will bring accountability to the DOJ, excise political bias, and end weaponization once and for all. Not good enough. Not good enough. Because this implies that Donald Trump had done something wrong and that the issue is just that Hunter and Joe Biden have not been indicted as well. Shame on you, Ron DeSantis. Shame on you. That's my thoughts there. Against Ron DeSantis's comments. Not good enough. Anything you want to say about that, Skins? Nope, because you've already uh, taken the wind out of my sails. I mean, that's pretty much spot on. Yeah. Anything else you want to share about the Trump situation? Do you think that, do you think that, uh, I, I mean, I said years ago that they were not going to stop until they got him arrested. Well, I'm going to tell not- you, like I was about to tell you during the break, uh, we have our best conversations off the air. Uh, <laughs> True. But I, I, I don't think they're going to get him. I think he will go, all, even if he is behind bars, he will secure the nomination and they're going to be, they're going to have their, their, their hands tied. This guy is not going away. He could have gone away a long time ago. He's not going away. You don't think they'll Epstein him? Nope. Okay. You know what I mean by Epstein him. I do. We'll see. What do you guys think? 888-344-1170. We also have a 24-hour But, but do you hotline. think that they... So, let's play this out. So, let's say, let's say that they did that. Do you think... My, my question to you off the air was going to be, if he does get... If Trump is out of the way, do you think that they believe that Pence is the guy that's going to get enough votes to be able to take the nomination? Here's, I'm glad you asked that question because I think that one of the missteps that DeSantis is making is thinking that if Trump's out of the way, he's going to roll uh, into the primary, and he's not. Because it, it, he's, it, while he's not Trump, he's just conservative enough that the, the, the uniparty system doesn't want him either. That's why so I laugh gonna, when people say DeSantis target- is a Trojan horse. I don't buy that. I, I, I like a lot of what Ron DeSantis stands for. I just don't yeah. think he's the guy. 
He's just, well, what it is, is he's, you know, he's cocky and arrogant and he's seeing an opportunity and thinking, you know, uh, you know, thinking that Trump has been hobbled and taking advantage. He's actually taking advantage of the instead of supporting this nation, putting this nation first. He's actually taking advantage of somebody who's being persecuted by the by our, our, our own government as an opportunity to step over him and to get into a position of power. If people which are trying to play careful and worry about me. who the GOP nominee is. I'd be a lot more worried. I'm not saying he has a chance, but I'm saying I would be a lot more worried about Pence than DeSantis. Well, yeah, because what what DeSantis needs to understand is that this isn't about Trump. He's wanting to characterize it about Trump because he thinks that if 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 Trump is is damaged and indicted or whatever, he's going to roll into the primary, not realizing that the uniparty system will just will find a way to get rid of him, too. Even if he even if he were to somehow get the primary, they'd make sure he didn't win in the general election. It's stupid. It's stupid for him to try to take this position and particularly given the fact and you here's how you can know he's got integrity issues, too, because if he really believed that he could sail through the general, he would be right now. He would not be governor of Florida. He would have he would have resigned instead of waiting until they changed the law for him so that he could stay as governor while campaigning for president. I find that so lacking in character and integrity that it disqualifies him. And I'm almost at the point to where it's like, what's the point? point if you know DeSantis is is continuing to tell me he's not my guy that that you know I don't know and at this point I don't know how much of what successes have taken place in Florida are really due to him or just the Republican controlled state legislatures maybe we're giving DeSantis too much credit but but this this flaccid limp weak statement he made tonight was so clearly meant to just pacify those of us that care about this issue and i don't i don't appreciate it. it's insulting to my most important lady part and that's my brain he could run in you know if if he cared about this this country as governor he could he could be willing to be on the vp no he's just an egomaniacal jack wagon in my opinion but you know there's there's a lot of people like our our good friend justin hart who filled in for me. Thank goodness. Thank you, Justin. Um, he filled in for me the week that I was back at Woodrow's graduation. He's solidly in the DeSantis camp. And I think that it's, I think that it's, um, I, I don't think that DeSantis has proven that he's the guy that's going to end political bias in the FBI and the DOJ. Uh, I, I don't believe it at all. He's given me no reason to think he's the guy. And I'm almost at the point to where you know, it, 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 it's, it's almost like, why bother? He's just another for he's he's no better than Pence, but for different reasons. And that's how I see it. Speaking of Pence, I want to play a couple of clips because there's a reason why CNN booked him. There's a reason why he's sucking up to CNN. There's a reason why he's running. And it's because they know that he doesn't have the support of MAGA. It's because the uniparty system is either using him with his knowledge to try to hurt Trump. Or, or they, or, or after they think that they're going to get rid of Trump, they're going to get rid of DeSantis, and they're going to push Pence in. And here's what Pence had to say about Trump. Clip one. On that fateful day, President Trump's words were reckless. They endangered my family and everyone at the Capitol. But the American people deserve to know that on that day, President Trump also demanded that I choose between him and the Constitution. Now voters will be faced with the same choice. I chose the Constitution. 
and I always will. I believe that anyone who puts themselves over the Constitution should never be President of the United States. And anyone who asks someone else to put them over the Constitution should never be President of the United States again. America, you need to get out your constitution and read so that you can realize what a, what a load of horse dung that was that was just thrown in your face. If this man was so much of the constitution, he wouldn't have said this. Um, clip two. Well, let me say the, the handling of classified materials is a very serious matter. And that was why after the revelations uh, at the president's residence and the revelations at the former president's residence, I... I took it upon myself to review our files, and uh, uh, we uncovered a, a small number of documents that had been inadvertently transferred to our residence in Indiana. I immediately informed the Department of Justice, and uh, uh, I, I'm grateful after our full cooperation that they concluded that it was an innocent full mistake. Full cooperation. Do you see his case is different? But let me say this. Look, I... I, I I don't know the facts of the president's case. Um, I, I don't know the facts of the former president's case. Um, and um, but what we've got to have in this country is equal treatment under the law. Uh, and uh, Dana, you may not know that. I mean, I, I was very troubled last summer when. When for the first time in history, there was a search warrant executed at the home of a former president of the United States. Surely, you know all the years I served on the Judiciary Committee. That's when you and I first met. There had to be dozens of ways that could have been handled other than that kind of behavior. I mean, when I informed the Department of Justice that we had classified materials potentially in our home, they were at my home. The FBI was on my front doorstep the next day. What we found out was that when Joe Biden apparently alerted the Department of Justice 80 days later... Sir, you know, I got to stop this fool right there. You know, first of all, you're you're vice president. You have no right to take classified documents. The former president of the United States did. So there is no innocent when it comes to the possession of classified documents. Oh, they inadvertently showed up. That's crap. Okay, so you want to talk about equal applying of the law? Then how about you? You should have been perp walked. Donald Trump has done nothing wrong because he's president of the United States. And if he did anything wrong, you want to talk about equal application of the law. It's not in the FBI showing up in your house one day and it taking 80 days to show up at Joe Biden's. No, it would be right now there would be indictments against former Presidents Clinton and former Presidents Obama and current President Joe Biden. That would be equal. Not your scenario there as far as how long it takes the FBI to show up. I'm already so sick of this man, I can't even stand it. Nobody told him to not follow the Constitution. Mike Pence knew that in the Constitution, that what Ted Cruz and others were attempting to do, which was stop the following the Constitution, stopping the counting of the electoral votes, was absolutely following the Constitution. And that's what Donald Trump was asking to take place that day. And what a coincidence Something that Mike Pence doesn't mention, that when the, when the police, Capitol Police, moved the barricades back, that was right at the time in which Ted Cruz 
was starting to fight against the electors being counted. Nobody asked anybody to do anything unconstitutional. But you know what is unconstitutional? It's locking up Americans for their political beliefs. It's denying them bail. It's denying them their Third and their Fourth Amendment rights under the law. This man is a disgrace. I'd vote for the fly before I would vote for Mike Pence. And you're right, Skins, because that's who they intend to shove on us as the Republican nominee. It's not Chris Christie. It's not Nikki Haley. It's not Tim Scott. And it's not Ron DeSantis. That's the the clown that they are going to put or the Republican Party intends to put in. At the head, and you want to know what a clown show the Republican Party is? This story broke yesterday, Skins. I didn't even mention it to you. Come to find out, Ronna McDaniel, guess who she hired to be the in-house general counsel, meaning attorney for the Republican National Committee? Guess who? Waiting for you to tell me. It was a non-attorney. Wow. I know. You're thinking that's a punchline to a joke, right? Uh, doesn't I mean it should be, but it sounds like it's not. Right, right. That's how serious they are about losing. That's how serious they are about wanting to continue to be the minority party and continue the unity. And people wonder situation. why. I mean, I know Trump is running as a Republican. I understand that, but people, why you and I clamored for so long about running third party? Because for the most part, the GOP is it's dead. It's not doing anything. Well, the, both the, the uniparty system created a bunch of rules that makes it really difficult for a third party to get a good run at it. We missed that. The message after Ross Perot was not that the third party is a bad idea. It's that look how much support this man got. It's time for us to open things up and allow for a third party. And the Republican Party took the other position and convinced a lot of Americans that anybody who voted for Ross Perot was stupid and it gave us Bill Clinton. Well, you know what? Bill Clinton was no worse as a president than George Herbert Walker Bush would have been. And I know people are really tired of hearing you and I say it, but it's it really is eye opening that the that RFK Jr. is a lot more, not a little, a lot more conservative on many issues than most of the GOP field out there right now. Yeah, I saw some celebrity today. I don't remember who it was because I hardly pay attention to celebrities anymore. And half the time, I don't even know who's a celebrity. It's like I'll see these celebrity accounts on Instagram, but I don't even recognize these people, right? I mean, the other day, there was this young couple on People Magazine or what. I didn't even recognize them, right? So I don't know who the celebrity was, but she says she's supporting RFK Jr. And she's no longer a Democrat. Common sense and what he is saying and the way that he's saying it is reaching people. Mike Pence isn't going to reach anybody with that stupid, ridiculous CNN town hall. That's why they had, but that's why they had Mike. You got, here's, here's all you need to know, America, about the uniparty system. There's a reason why CNN and Mike Pence's good friend, Dana Bash, had him on last night, but will not have RFK Jr. on. And by the way, RFK, not president, already been to the border. Yep. All right, we're going to take a break. We got more coming up on the other side, so don't you go away nowhere. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Hey, welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Don't forget we got a 24-hour hotline number, 844-814-5227. Call us with topic ideas, suggestions, anything that's on your mind, corrections, like somebody corrected me the other day about I had to 
number of anniversary wrong on D-Day. Um, before the break, Skins was reminding me that RFK Jr. had actually gone to the southern border. The border czar Kamala Harris never been there, by the way. Here's what RFK Jr. had to say about it, clip 10. This is a humanitarian crisis because of the understanding across the globe that we now have an open border here. There are people being drawn here. Uh, they're being abused. Uh, there, are, There is all kinds of just horrific, uh, terrible, terrible stories. And this is not a good thing for our country. It's not a good thing for these people. And it is unsustainable. Well, it absolutely is. And that's why the border czar Kamala Harris hasn't been there. She was over somewhere overseas. And I think she was in Jerusalem, maybe, giving a speech uh, and had to be corrected. Um, I don't remember what she was saying over there today. Just a complete embarrassment wherever she goes. Uh, Speaking of an embarrassment, so is President Biden, which (laughs) we got to play Kennedy tonight. We got to play a Senator Kennedy. Thank you. I was hoping we weren't going to leave him out. (laughs) Clip seven. It's also (laughs) going to be very unpopular, particularly the price rises. Uh, Polling uh, clearly shows, fairly or unfairly, that uh, a majority of Americans think that President Biden is on a day pass from the nursing home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got to love Senator Kennedy. Got to love Senator Kennedy. Um, Speaking of of Biden, uh, Grandpa Badfingers, as Kurt Schlichter calls him, he was yammering today. By the way, today. Trump, if you're listening, pick Senator Kennedy for your running mate. Yeah. <laughs> Here was Joe Biden talking about some app uh, about, uh, he must have done some speech today about climate change. Um, so here's Joe Biden talking about uh, the new government app. Clip three. To keep up to date on the air quality in real time, go to the app that we provide. It's called airnow.gov. And check on one another. And by the way, what you'll get is something that looks like this with a with a calibrated piece that says when the air is clean and when the air is dangerous and hazardous. And it <laughs> dictates what uh, to tell you the air quality in your in the neighborhood. Can't you just look outside? Didn't they know in New York City when they looked out the windows and saw... Look, air quality bad. (laughs) Air quality bad. It's called smog. It's called smoke. They want you to be dependent on them to to the degree to where they... Oh, I got to check this app. I... I, uh. I gotta check that. I can't trust my own eyes. I'm looking outside, and it looks like it's it's a scene out of out of Apocalypse Now. <laughs> oh, you're smelling napalm in the air. Oh no, let me get out my it air. Say anything about napalm on the app, though, Andrea. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is how stupid they want us to be. Um, and, 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 and of course we, you know, we were talking yesterday about how they had seized on the New York city air situation to try to, you know, get you back under submission, you know, on a moment's notice to be remind you that on a moment's notice because of a bad air day, they might put a mask on your face. Um, here is Biden today saying that he had to sacrifice uh, pride day at the white house because of climate clip four. And the fact is that, uh, I'm announcing today a series of new initiatives that we're taking to protect the LGBT community. We're going to do this at the four out on the South Lawn. We're having Pride Day, but we're going to have to postpone it because of the, the, the climate, because of the weather and the, and the pollution out there. 
are, are there or, so there was only going to be LBGT people there? So there's not going to be one straight person at this. So so it wasn't as though he cared about people sucking in bad air. You know, the only ones he cared about sucking in bad air with the LBGT people. Is that is that his point? <laughs> what? Yeah. Speaking of a day trip from a nursing home, um, he, evidently he was there with Buttigieg. Uh, who Hang on, had Buttigieg. The, Buttigieg, who had this solution to the wildfires and storms issue, clip five. Now, we're not just taking this as it comes. We're also trying to prevent it from getting worse than it has to. And that's why we're focused on more sustainable infrastructure for the future. It's why we're uh, getting those EV chargers out there. It's why we're making sure there are more excellent uh, and clean public transit options out there. We're buying uh, zero emission buses for cities. That means uh, cleaner air every day and doing our part with the climate challenge. And even for parts of the transportation sector that are very hard to move to a zero emissions platform. Think maritime and the way our ships work. Think aviation. Uh, we're also working on more yeah. sustainable aviation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so the solution for this bad air in New York City, it, 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 you know, is is electric vehicles. Is that what he's trying to say? Because, by the way, what's, what way happened I in New York... Had, lines. That sounds like has, a heck of a solution. yeah. We don't have pollution going on here in, in L.A. anymore, right? I mean, when was the last time you saw a really smoggy day, even in L.A.? I don't even see that anymore. But if, but it, this, is, this is a solution looking for a problem because ultimately control of the energy sector is about control over our lives. All right, we're going to take a break. Got one more segment on tonight's show. I got to go check on why Gator is snoring so loudly because he's not a dog that typically snores. We'll be right back. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before we go to the phones, we've got Marcel's on the line with his poll report. Hello, my dear. What you got this week? Oh, good evening, Angela K. at Angela <laughs> K. Show on Twitter. Good to see you once again for another polling numbers for President Biden. As always. So, according to Reuters Ipsos poll, drum roll, please, sweetie. No, 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 no. 41%. That's right. 41%. The public (laughs) approval is definitely the number in recent days, close to the lowest level of his presidency, but little change following a tense negotiation with congressional Republicans over the Fed government's debt. That's what the show. The four-day well, poll, which ended on Monday, too, showed a marginal increase in his popularity last month when 40% of respondents say they are approved of his performance since taking office in January 2021. And the poll definitely margined an error of three percentage points. You know what a problem is? The economy remained the top concern, Angela. Amid high rates of inflation and a push by central bankers to tame prices by raising interest rates, which has made mortgages and car loans costlier. Yes, mm-hmm. Democrat Biden reached a deal last week with House of Representatives Speaker Kevin Carthy, the top elected Republican official, to suspend a limit on federal borrowing following weeks of talks. The deal averted the financial disaster that would have unfolded if the government were forced to stop paying all its bills. And they showed only 20% of Americans or 27% of Americans across the country 
approve of how McCartan is definitely handling his job. Well, Marcel, it's not looking good for either one of those dudes, right? Um, but I'm still not sure <laughs> who the 41% are who actually like Joe Biden right now when it's costing about $5 for a carton of eggs and about $7 for a loaf of Absolutely. bread. But we thank you for calling in with that poll report, and we look forward to hearing from you soon, my and man. Don't forget, and don't forget, some 56% of the polls responded supported sending more U.S. weapons and financial aid to Ukraine in its war against invading <sighs> forces in Russia. About the same share as in February poll, too. Wow. I don't know who those plan. Americans are either. Maybe they can afford six, $6 for a loaf of bread. Marcel, got to leave it there because I got to go to the phones. We always look forward to your reports. Take it easy. He's gone. All right, and now Fran- it's time for a little time for Francisca, who's always got great questions. We love our Francisca. Hello, my dear. Yes, thank you. I'm listening to you. See, I can do something about it. Anyway, so it irritates me. Um, Mr. Pence. Mm-hmm. And and so it gets me to that conclusion that we need to change the Republican Party. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we are like a Santa Claus. Wish, wish, wish. I wish Mr. Mr. Pence will not be a traitor. I wish Miss, uh, where's McDonald? McDonald, I always play with her. Ronna McDaniel. That one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, she does not treat me like I have to give money, money, money for what? So if we reform the party with inside, so we members of the Republican Party can have a vote and voice, then we can have a check and balance. Ask me first if you decide to go to war against Russia using my money because the bomb is going to be on my head. So things like that. But with Mr. Pence, uh, you know, he is, and the reason I said he's a traitor is because they steal the elections, and mm-hmm. his role was for the World Economic Forum, get him and the other people out of the closet, has a sleeping mm-hmm. cells to do a coup d'etat, what I call, this is, um, um, uh, this is poor countries where they steal the elections, they, they steal that, the government. So that's what they did. That was his role. Because that's January 6th was just so they cannot validate the elections. Yep. And so we can neutralize us. So they cannot, not, not neutralize, repress us. So that's yeah. his role. So do not put that man in my face or close to yes. me so I can ask him. You know, now tell me, what is your role? And, and then you're Christian, and then you are what? Yeah. No, no, he's a traitor. And so many people inside the party. So can we collect signatures and then get together one day and then demand, it has to be soon, please. <laughs> and then demand that we need to reform the party inside. So I, as a citizen of the United States, of the Republican, member of the Republican Party, can have a voice and vote. I do not mm-hmm. want nobody to have the voice, nor my vote. I have to decide who do I chose, choose for, for any and every position. Right. Well, Francisca, thank you for calling. All great points. Pence is a wolf in sheep's clothing is really who he is. And the Republican Party, you know, needs to be routed out. You know, we had an opportunity. Harmeet Dillon ran against Ronna McDaniel and she ended up staying in her position of power. But you know what? We can we can cut off the 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 blood supply to the tumor that she is and the tumor that is the Republican Party by not giving them any more money. And and. 
and we can tell and we can tell the Republican Party we're not going to continue we're not going to vote for Mike Pence we're not going to continue to vote for Mitch McConnell we're not going to continue to vote for all these other rhinos because it doesn't get us anywhere we keep being told well we got to hold our nose because if we don't vote for them we won't have the majorities but then we have the majority and what do they do we've got the majority of the House of Representatives right now and and what we're getting out of it is James Comer and others doing some investigations but they're still driving us off the cliff financially and economically by funding all of Joe Biden's crap and 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 increasing our debt to the tune of four trillion dollars a year. So right now the Republican Party is 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 as much of of the problem, if not more, than the Democrats. Francisca, got to leave it there. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you. For Thank all you. you do. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's tough skins because there's not an easy fix. And, you know, there's so many, you know, cliches or or analogies, you know, like the toothpaste is out of the tube. And, you know, I mean, um, do you think it's is it too late to save America? How can it's not going to be easy? Like it's it's going to be an uphill climb for sure, especially, you know, people were focusing on the on the 24 election. But we have to focus on the here and now, because if we don't do that, we're not going to have a country in 24. Right. We've got to focus on local. We've got to get active and focus on the elections. Uh, we've got to we've got to be more like Scott Pressler of the Persistence, who on his own launched a <coughs> very serious voter registration drive and flipped a lot of counties from Democrat to Republican <coughs> just on his own. Excuse me. I sucked down my tea the wrong way. We've got to get active. And, and, and it, to take this country back, it has to happen at the local level is really what's got to have to, because, uh, you know, Kevin McCarthy's speaker at the house, because he's not being primaried. He's, he's, you know, same thing with Mitch McConnell. I mean, you should have everybody asking for vacate the chair right now, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. The power of the incumbency is real. The power of big donor money and elections is real. And, uh, you know, the control of the RNC, you know, why is the RNC in in D.C.? Why don't they have offices around everywhere? So there's I'm open to ideas. Let's keep the conversation rolling. Email me at andreakshow.com. Our 24-hour hotline is 844-814-5227. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Friday Night Show. We'll be right here, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Take good care. Peace out. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.